Detroit Strange. Yeah, episode five. Woot. Yeah. I don't know what that noise is, but it was a woo. It was a woo. Yeah. As Sean I... would say. Kid, <laughs> you're doing you're doing what the kids are doing, those woot woots. Oh, you're right, you're right. Yeah. Is, oh, I love that. Yeah. But I do love the woo with the T on the end over just the plain woo. There's something yeah. there's something with that he that hard end to it, the consonant. Right. I like it. I dig it. Gives it a little more structure, not just like an open ended ooh. Mm-hmm. Also it makes me think of owls. I like that too. Yeah. So how are you? I'm doing pretty good. Yeah? Yeah, I've got two more half days of work until I go on vacation. I'm very excited about that. I would be too. That is lovely. Just looking forward to vacation. How about you? I'm pretty good. Had opening night last night. Thank you for coming. Yes, for, uh, Nowheresville. Yeah. So that was a lot of fun. I yeah, really enjoyed it. Yeah, I love it. So we have a good cast too. It's a great cast. Uh, really good writing. I like the Twilight Zone theme. Yeah. Obviously, the little bizarre and unique twists. It gets a little dark at times, which I enjoy, but there's still some like funny. Fun and whimsy, a little bit. Yeah. It's a little bit of both. Yeah. And I, I like the contrast. Yeah. It's I dig it. Yeah, good contrast. Plus, I uh, my character's in the 90s, and that's kind of fun, too. Oh, you had a perfect look for the 90s. Yes. The hair thing and the vest. Yes. It was great. Mission accomplished. Yay. <laughs> so I'm feeling good. Good. So what are we drinking today? It's a very unique drink. It has a unique flavor. So it's a Mamrie Hart recipe, and she called it Taylor Swift's Bad Blood. So we're drinking blood. Yes. Oh. Yeah. That explains the taste. Yeah. So basically, it's, it's the blood is like corn syrup, red food dye, and then you crush up iron pills and put it in oh, there. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it tastes like actual blood. So it's basically supposed to be like when you take a sip, it tastes like you bit the inside of your mouth. Okay, it does. Yeah. Or that Sometimes I have a mouth. Pennies. Yep, mouthful of pennies. Yeah. So, like, it's not like a tasty drink, but it's like a drink that's like a fun novelty. It's great for Halloween. Definitely when you were making it, I was expecting it to be like raspberries or something like that. Like, you're like fake blood, or it's blood. And I was like, oh, like crushed raspberry syrup. Delicious. No. <laughs> and then I took that first sip. I was like, that is not raspberry. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's interesting. It's fun. Yeah. Like I said, it's like a fun drink, especially for like on Halloween if you like ooky spooky things. It definitely surprised me. Good. And I do like ooky spooky. So uh, shall we get into The Strange? Yeah. Tell me all about something. Okay. So if you're at Elmwood Cemetery. Heard of it. Yes. Don't know much about it. So the cemetery, it's like pretty close to downtown and it's thought to be one of the most haunted places in Detroit. Ooh. And it's one of the oldest cemeteries in Michigan. It's non-denominational. It was dedicated in 1846 as a rural cemetery and covered 42 acres. Wow. There's a Gothic Revival Chapel that was built in 1856 that's still used today. And it was the first integrated cemetery in the Midwest, which I think is pretty cool. Oh, nice. Yeah. I enjoy that. It's got some famous, I guess we'll call them residents. I like that. I mean, yeah. they reside there permanently, yeah. so. Yeah, final resting place. Yeah. Good for them. Their carbon will be there forever. Yeah. So there's over 200 Civil War vets, 29 mayors, including the first African-American mayor, Coleman Young, the Mm. Coleman Young Mm -hmm. Municipal Center is named after, Uh, six governors, 11 senators, Bernard Stroh, the founder of Stroh's Brewery. Ooh, nice. Yeah. Fred Sonic Smith, the guitarist of the band MC5, which I have never heard of. Really? Yeah. Oh, you should listen to MC5. Are they good? Yeah. Okay. I mean, for like an older group and stuff, yeah. Are they classic rock? Are they more... (sighs) Kinda. I 
I don't know how they're quite defined. If you had to like pick one song that you think I would know by them. I don't know them well enough. You're really putting me on the spot here. I just know I've listened to them on occasion. I've enjoyed it. Been like, who's that? Somebody says MC5. I'm like, oh yeah, they're from Detroit. And that's what I enjoy. So you know more about me and I'm throwing me under the bus there. No, it's okay. (laughs) You knew more than me and I like I had this fact and I could have looked into it, but I didn't. Fair. We'll have to listen to some. Yeah. Maybe maybe afterwards we'll listen to some while we're cleaning up. Well, the jam set. Ooh. Ooh. So then also Martha Jean Steinberg, radio personality, resides there. Margaret Mather Findlayson, who's a Shakespearean actress. She'll come up later. And then Michigan's first African-American school teacher. Oh, nice. Yeah. One of the interesting features, too, is it has mausoleums carved into the hills. Hmm. Which, like, it looks cool. I don't know if I've seen it elsewhere, but I feel like it's not exclusive to Detroit, but it's just one of those things that's like, oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. A little bit different than... Yeah, it's just like a headstone. Yeah. It was Detroit's first arboretum. There's over 1,400 trees. Awesome. And 91 species of trees. Wow. That is a lot of species. I did not know Michigan had that many. I don't know if they're all native to Michigan. Mm-hmm. But, but they can grow in the climate. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and part of that's because it was designed by Frederick Law Olmsted. He's a famed landscape architect who also did Central Park. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like kind of was designed to be like a nice park setting that just happened to have dead bodies in it. You know? Naturally. Yeah, but kind of getting into one of the ooky spookies, if you will. Yes. Uh, it was the location of the Battle of Bloody Run. Okay. What's so, it? Tell me more. Yeah, so it was a battle during Pontiac's War in 1763. So this was after the French and Indian War when the British took control of the area. And the war was a collection of the Native American tribes around the Great Lakes uprising against the British. Like I said, the British had just taken control. And the battle happened when British forces were trying to ambush Pontiac's encampment after they unsuccessfully tried to take back Fort Detroit from British control. So like Fort okay. Detroit mm-hmm. like used to be a French port and... From what it sounded like, it was kind of just like the Native Americans and the French kind of lived peacefully together, which I thought was cool. Yeah. You know, you usually don't hear about that. Usually it's like, oh, we gave them smallpox, kicked them off their land, and sent them west. Yeah. So I was like, oh, nice. So they found like a a way to live close quarters, but. Yeah. Yeah. Respectfully. That's the word I was like. There we go. But then the British came over and, you know, did what the British do. That was dicks. Yeah. So anyway, they tried to ambush Pontiac's encampment and, but Pontiac knew about it. So they just kicked their asses. And there's a creek that runs through the cemetery still. And it used to be called Parents Creek until this battle happened. And they changed the name to Bloody Run Creek. Oh. Because there were so many dead bodies in the river during this battle that the river ran red with blood. Oh, wow. That is graphic. Yeah, uh, so that's kind of where I got the inspiration for these drinks. Okay. A number of soldiers and civilians were captured, and one of the soldiers was ritualistically cannibalized, mm. as was custom in some tribes. And I wrote in my notes, I guess if you can't beat them, eat them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's like, kind of no wonder this place is haunted, because it's a cemetery that like this bloody battle happened on, and you know. Yeah, no, it makes sense. Yeah, so some more of the ooky spookies. Yes, please. Around the cemetery, there's things like apparitions. People see these things, orbs, which is like interesting. Mm-hmm. There's this 12 foot tall marble relief of a woman caught between heaven and earth, like and stuck in a veil. Okay. So she's kind of just like, uh, mm-hmm. help me. Then, like, there's a sheet over her, like, oh, carved wow. in the marble. Okay. Like, very. 
very intricate marble work, which is beautiful, but uh, she, her name's the Veiled Lady, and she was commissioned by Joshua Waterman for his deceased wife in 1876, and he commissioned this artist, who I think was from an arbor originally, and then he moved to Italy to like study the craft or something. Maybe it should be closer to where Italian marble's from. I don't know. But he was commissioned to make this 12-foot marble relief. Okay. So he did it, and then they put it on a ship to get it over to Detroit, and the ship went down near Spain. Oh, wow. Yeah. How did it get here then? Well. This is crazy. I can tell. Tell me more. Well, two years later, they managed to like go down, get the ship, get the relief, bring it back up, which don't ask me how in the late 1800s they managed to get like a piece of marble off. How rich were these people? I feel like they had to be hella rich to like pull that off. You know what I mean? To like go after that. Yeah. So like they get it off the bottom of the ocean and they put it back on a ship and they start heading it back towards Detroit and then it sinks again in the Hudson River. What? Yeah. Okay, so this thing was too heavy. That This is what you're telling me. This is what I'm hearing. Two ships down, too heavy. Either that or something supernatural occurred. But yeah, probably too heavy. Oh, sorry. That's okay. <laughs> Let's get back to the spooky. Yeah. So basically, it took three ships to get it here. The first one sank, the second one sank. I'm guessing the third one was made it here from the Hudson River. But and then sank. Yeah. I mean, doesn't say. Probably did. <laughs> come on, things come in threes. Yeah. But it made it to Elmwood, and in 1919, during a bad storm, it toppled over and broke, (gasps) and was reassembled. Okay, now it's getting spooky. Yeah, so this, like, thing was just, it's not supposed to be. There's something out for this piece of marble. Mm -hmm. So it's still in the cemetery, and people say that if you go and look at it, it's supposed to invoke feelings of fear and dread. Like, you're mm-hmm. supposed to, like, just, like, look at it, and you're just like, oh, God. We have to go. I know. Field trip. And also, it said, when you stand in front of her grave in the moonlight, you can hear disembodied voices and smell strange smells. Whoa. Like, what kind of smells? It didn't say. Oh. And I don't know if we can go at moonlight, but we'll figure it out. I hope uh, it's, like, smells of seaweed. I was thinking, like, dead body, but the seaweed makes sense, too, because it, like, it sank a bunch. Yeah, maybe dead body and seaweed. Well, it was just, like, why Peonies? does it smell like salmon? Oh. <laughs> I mean, that is a strange smell. Yeah. Honestly, probably when the strangest on earth is salmon. Right. Or like that smell in the freezer section. Oh, like like old freezer? Yeah. Old freezer goods? It probably smells like old freezer goods there. Yeah. I hope so. I like that for her. So also remember I mentioned earlier Margaret Mather Findlay said the Shakespearean actress? Yes. So she was one of the most renowned Shakespearean actresses of her time, and she died on stage during one of her performances. What? What happened? It didn't say, but she died (laughs) on stage. (laughs) She gone. She's gone. (laughs) Irrelevant. She's dead. Um, (laughs) But she was buried in the cemetery on Easter Sunday in 1898 in the white dress that was her Juliet costume. Aww. And so, like, people think that one of the aberrations, like the people see around as a woman in a white dress i think it might be her i i get that yeah that's, that's a good thing to uh correlate yeah together also you know people in, in the dramatic arts uh tend to be dramatic they tend to be dramatic and what's more dramatic than being a ghost like just wandering yeah. through a cemetery exactly i hope i get to do something cool like that if i'm a ghost oh i want to haunt the crap out of something like would I think you... be fun I'd be a fun ghost, though. I wouldn't be a mean ghost. I'm not, like, into scratching or anything like that. I'd, like, I might try, I would try to move things, though, because I think that would be the coolest to see, personally, is something, like, odd move. I would just, like... All of a sudden, this martini glass is just, like, boop, boop, like, up and down. I'd be like, oh, that's weird. In college, we used to pull pranks where we'd just go in someone's room and just move everything over by, like, two inches. (laughs) I like it. It's something you wouldn't notice right away, but, like, some, you just think, I feel like this is, like, slightly... 
It's the last. I yeah. love like long haul pranks. Yeah. That just like take a while to you to realize it or mm-hmm. just like very committed to the bit. Yeah. Well, and something like that too, where it's not going to hurt anybody or it's, right. it's not a negative thing. It's just like a what kind of thing. Yeah. It's kind of like a throws them off a bit. Yeah. To keep yeah. them on their toes. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of it for the cemetery that just like a bunch of haunted stuff. I was trying to go on a field trip before we recorded but it didn't happen so i think we should go on a field trip we could do some like bonus material or something like that at some point just talk about our experience that could be Mm -hmm. fun or even like record on site a little bit that would be fun like our react like let's go stand in front of that statue and talk about what we feel we don't hear it when we're there but we We get an evp (gasps) that would be my dream to pick up an evp oh my gosh or just like i don't always believe they're true but like right i want to same Mm, that would be amazing i'm sorry I just took a sip of my blood drink. That's okay. It threw me off for a second because it was at the bottom and real strong. Oh, yeah. Ooh. I think I put too many iron pills in them. I mean, they got the effect across. So See, I only put two in it first, and I was like, you can't really taste it. It just tastes like corn syrup, which is kind of delicious. I understand why they use it in things now, but mm-hmm. um, well, so it's just sweet, sweet and shiny. Yeah. That's why I use it in pecan pie. Like you. Oh, God, thank <laughs> you. I've been trying to work on the shine, though. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. You can find any of our sources on our Facebook. That was awesome. Yeah. And now we have a place to go. Yes. First field trip. I would love to do that. And that would be a lot of fun. We can get uh, some other people. They actually do like guided tours through it. Oh, that would be cool. Yeah. Let's look into that. Yeah. Maybe we can even make an event on our Facebook page if it's far enough out and we have listeners. (laughs) Well, nice nice work. Great job on that one. Yeah. Kind of a short but sweet. Short but spooky, we'll call it. Yeah. Are you ready for uh, two truths and a lie? I am. And by that, I mean more than two and a lie? Yeah. Because you are going to Sweden. I am. So I got you some Sweden facts about Sweden. That's the proper way to say that, probably. So I'm going to tell you some stuff about Sweden. Tell me which one's a lie. So it's longer today, but it's for a reason. Yes. North Korea has $2.7 billion dollars in debt to Sweden. There are about 100,000 moose roaming freely in the woods. Uh, music is one of the biggest exports. It was the first country in the world to ban smacking. There is the highest number of McDonald's restaurants in Europe, in Sweden, like per uh, capita. Whatever. They are so good at recycling, they even import waste from other countries. And gay relationships have been legalized since 1944. Ooh. I know it's a lot of stuff, but again, couldn't choose. The most one I think is true because I've been using Duolingo to like learn Swedish, mm-hmm. and the word for moose, ALG, was like one of the first ones I learned. So I, there's got to be a lot of moose there. So I think that one's true. The ones that I'm kind of like, hmm, I, North Korea one I think is true because I don't know why it would make a effect on yeah, North Korea. Yeah, no, that one's definitely true. It, it's because they bought a thousand Volvo cars back in 1974, by the way. A thousand cars? A thousand Volvos. Wow. Yep. I, yeah, I forgot they did Volvo there. Mm-hmm. My guess is with the McDonald's, and then there was, what was, okay, you read like the last three. Uh, the last three is, uh, so good at recycling, they even import other countries' waste. Gay relationships have been legalized since 1944, and the McDonald's one. Most McDonald's per capita in Europe. Okay, what were the two before that? <laughs> Sorry, I made it long. It's okay. First country to bone. To bone. <laughs> first country to bone. bone. Uh, first country in the world to ban smoking. Oh, this is smacking. 
I meant smacking. Actually, I did. I did say smacking. Okay. I read it wrong this time. That's okay. And music is one of the biggest exports. That's definitely true because you have ABBA. Yeah. They get one true. big band a year. Yeah. Or one big band a decade. There was ABBA, then there was Ace mm-hmm. of Base. I kind of put that one in there because I knew you would know it was true, but it's still a fun fact. Yeah. I think they chose wisely, wisely this decade with Icona Pop. You did. I Good job, them. Sweden. Yeah. <laughs> I like Likey Lee. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That came up in the list of music exports. Yeah. So which one are we thinking is the line? I'm going to go McDonald's. Nope, true. Even though they're very like health conscious and everything, they do have more McDonald's per capita than any other. It's weird because I don't think it was European ever mentioned country. in the girl with the dragon tattoo. But you know, I think it was in the movie. Do you want to know which one's the lie? Yes. Uh, it actually is the moose one. I said 100,000. It's about three to 400,000, so much greater. There's moose uh, literally everywhere. It could potentially be one of the biggest cities in Sweden if they gathered as a group. I love that for them. Yes. So very moose-centric there. Uh, and then the other one about smacking. Since 1979, it's been forbidden to smack your child, which means it's the first country with a law against flogging, and another 35 countries have joined them since then. I was kind of surprised, too, about the same-sex couples, but then I realized it wasn't marriage. Yeah, it didn't say marriage specifically. It just said relationships. But, I mean, 1944, that's... That's very early. Yeah. There was that weird period between the World Wars where, like, homosexuality was kind of creeping up there. Mm -hmm. Especially in Berlin. Mm -hmm. Like, Berlin was kind of this weird gay mecca between the World Wars. I can see that. Yeah, which is kind of cool. Um, watched a couple movies about it. Good job. Yeah. Well, like I said, have fun in Sweden. Thank you. You Very will, excited. I'm sure. That I don't see how you could not have fun on a trip like that. Yeah. I'm excited. Get lost in the fjords. <laughs> don't get too lost. Yeah. <laughs> well, shall we wrap it up then? Yeah. So you guys can follow us on all the social medias. Well, I don't know. There's a lot of them nowadays. But you can follow us. On Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. Yep, on Twitter and Instagram, we're at Detroit Strange. And if you want to send us any emails, any questions, want to say hi, any stories you might have, it's DetroitStrange at gmail.com. So until then, we hope you all stay strange. Yeah. This has been a production of Planet Amp Podcast, powered by Pinecast. Our theme song was created by Sax and Violence. 